still sitting here in water relief at this brewery that I, I didn't know anything about at the time. It's called Archlight Brewing Company. And we're in South Michigan. Southwest, Southwest, Southwest Michigan. And we're sitting here with the co-founders, Dave and Nash. Dave um, Coyle. Dave Coyle and Nash. Ed Nash. Ed Nash. You Lord help me today. <laughs> um, so we're, we're their claim to fame, sour beers. My wife would love you guys. She wanted to be here because she loves sour beers. Um, I remember a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, sour beers was like, oh, well, sour beers. We're not going to make that. No one really wants sour beers. A year and a half later, we got a brewery that has mostly sour beers. Um, they're located at 544 North Main Street in Waterville, Michigan. And hit us up on Facebook, give us a tweet, Instagram us. Let us know how good we're doing, how bad we're doing. And the cast I have today, in front of me I have Big G. How you doing? Good, everybody. And I have Sandra. Hey. And to my left is, you know, Marcus. How's it going, everyone? And we've had a really good summer. We didn't do too many podcasts. We am going north for a little bit. Hit right brain, hit monkey fest. Had a big festival with um, Keith Gin down in uh, Grand Rapids. We went back to Arcadia. We went back to Arcadia, yep. But we're sitting here at Archlight Brewing Company, and my first question to either Dave or Ed is why sour beers? What was the what was the story behind? He said, "You know, open brewery up, we want to do sour beers because they're That's delicious." Yeah, <laughs> I just realized that today. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I started dabbling in it when I was in my home brewing days, and uh, I like fruit and I like beer. It was a good way to mix the two, and uh, I really liked creeks at the time, so I started uh, making my own creeks. And then when we uh, started the brewery, um, I got Dave hooked on the sours, so we decided at the time to go ahead and uh, we do mainly fruited sours, although we do have a Flanders Red. And I was a reluctant fan of sours, having good, some good, some bad, some in between, but I wasn't sold on sours. Ed's Creek, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I think I've always been looking for. Yeah, okay. and then Southwest Michigan being known as the Fruit Belt, just seemed like a perfect uh, match to do fruit and sours. So, so why here and why relief? All the places you could have put a brewery up. What's the story behind you? I, someone said you were born right across the street here. I was. I was born across the street. In 2014. Yeah, 2004. 2004 yeah. 2004. Yeah. Barely, <laughs> barely legal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah, I was born across the street. I was born and raised here in Waterville, and then uh, when I was 18, I left for military service, and I ended up in Chicago for the last 20 years. Okay. And, um, Where so I that, was as well. Yeah, that's and that's how I met Dave, was uh, through a mutual friend. Um, kind of a funny story is we have a mutual friend who wanted to open a brewery, and he said, uh, can I come over? and try your beers and I said sure and I was living on the south side of Chicago at the time and then he came over and he brought some friends with him Dave being one of them and my brother happened to be visiting me too okay. and him and Dave were having a conversation and um, somehow Water Vliet came up I, uh, my best friend's got a lake house here so I come every year for at least a week okay. for the last 10 years so I knew Water Vliet and I know yeah. it's 
a town that no one else should know the name of. So. Yeah, and so it's like a <laughs> small world. There, I'm like, well, this is kismet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like a small world. It's like, ah, oh, you know, Water Valley. So Dave made the comments like, you guys should open a brewery in Water Valley. So I thought, ooh, because that time my brother and I were looking at starting a brewery somewhere else. Okay. And uh, so the, I don't know, it was that night or the next day, I text Dave and said, hey, uh, I was thinking about that. I just to let you know that I think I am going to start in Water Valley. Uh, so wow. Dave says, well, let's get together. We should talk. Okay. And the next thing you know, we're in Water Valley. Now, how was Water Valley? Was it accepting you guys, open arm? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know about this brewery thing. I, we're a small town. We want all that kind of that craft beer they world to come in. They kept the cars close to their vests. Uh, we, the first thing we did was, like, we don't want to go anywhere where they don't want us. So we wanted to know if they wanted us. Yeah. And uh, didn't say much, asked a lot of questions. But then when they finally, they did want it all along. They just wanted to get to know us and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, we had the capital to do this and it was legitimate. So, but no, they have been 100% uh, supporting. Okay. Because you don't just do beer. you got some bomb sodas going on, too. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. real, I mean, you cater towards a, a huge crowd, not just beer drinkers. Yeah, we do sodas. Uh, part of that story is when I was growing up here, my father used to homebrew back in the 70s. Okay, this is a generation thing you do. Yeah. All right. So I was exposed to homebrewing, and uh, one of the things he used to do was make root beer and um, cherry soda for mm. us kids. I, so I, I just... Every day. Huh? <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I just kind of carried that over when we started the brewery. I thought, well, you know, I... I love a good root beer. And Sprecker's, I don't know if you ever heard of Sprecker's, but Sprecker's does a great job with their root beer. And, uh, yeah, they're a brewery, but they're actually known more for their sodas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, they started as a brewery in Milwaukee. And, um, one day I was on a flight and I was reading one of those magazines and they had a thing on root beer, kind of root beer, and they were talking about that. I was like, oh. So I always kept that in the back of my mind. So when we started the brewery, I asked Dave, you know, to, you know can we do root beer and stuff? He's like, absolutely. Plus, it's nice to have something for people that maybe don't like beer or whatever. And, and so, yeah. Something. Yep, yep. And the one thing we wanted to do was to make the... Uh, sodas from scratch as much as possible. So the ginger, we just use ginger root. We use pure sugar, pure cane sugar. Um, the root beer, we use molasses, local honey, vanilla, Mexican vanilla in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so everything we do except for the uh, rock and rye is all just natural. Well, I taste the root beer. Root beer is on point. That's really yeah. top. My daughter is gone already. We do an orange soda. We use strictly orange juice for that. And we do shandies. So shandies, we have a grapefruit, an orange, a lemon lime. Um, and people really love the shandies. It's nice, actually a great gateway to craft beer because we do an 80-20 mix. And yeah, so it works out for everybody. So is it hard to find this space? Because this space is huge. We have, we've had the um, behind-the-scenes tour. Down below the barrel, I'm gonna put that up on Facebook. You can see the barrels. Um, was it hard to find this, this spot in Water Valley? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. Just as we did that first meeting with the city, uh, the mayor was very helpful, uh, Dave Brinker. And this space had just became available, and he didn't want to see this big space right on Main Street be empty for long. So he really did everything. You know, he really pushed us to this building. We were thinking like one or two barrel system and a small little, yeah. you know. And then, but no, he, he, he said think big. And so 
so we, 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 we upped the, the, the business plan a little bit, and uh, but we're glad we did. It was, this is the perfect building for a brewery. This is awesome. I mean, for sours, where everyone's always worried about, most breweries are worried about doing sours with contamination. You guys have room for everything yeah. and some. Um, so what's the story on the name Arch Light? That, that, was, that kind of threw me uh, off. I'm trying to figure out what's this arch light have to do with arc light? Arc light. Yeah. No, no, it's an arc light. Yeah, yeah you're asking that. Yeah. 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 You know, I was about to do that. I figured somebody would break your event. <laughs> it's, it's a welding term. Uh, when you weld, that, that flame is called an arc, an arc light. Okay. But we got it from uh, the original street lamps in, in downtown were arc light lamps. Okay. And. Uh, this building's a 1940s uh, old auto, auto dealership uh, repair space, so it's just concrete, steel, glass, and uh, there's, there's no nature to it. It's like I, I wanted a, a name that that you know there's a lot of great breweries and a lot of nature in the name, and we just kind of go the opposite. Let's just go for something mechanical, hard, steel, built like things, it. industrial. Which I love. The badass fan. Yeah, big ass fan. Get me one of those. Holy moly. He's a turbine, all right. He's a turbine, Sazzle. It's the first thing I thought of. It's pretty, it moves a lot of air, and it doesn't move fast, but it moves a lot of air, yeah. Well, I mean, I like, it all goes back to, like, the city and the communal aspect. As soon as we got off that exit, I mean, even she was saying, you know, you had the different... Uh, you know, volleyball players on the local team. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. It's just very much a town. Right. You, you, like, you immediately get that sense for it. So, I mean, walking in here, you got this giant open space, a bunch of picnic tables, bocce ball, the patio. It's like, it's nice when you can have that, like, not really good beer, meet a very cool location, but it's all just genuine as far as what it means to the area it's in and, like, yeah, the city kind of uses this for community space. We do a we do a Christmas uh, tree lighting ceremony here with Santa. Yeah, and there's something to see kids lined all the way out. Santa's in here. Oh, kids and they're doing cookies and yeah. He doesn't drink beer while he's got kids on his lap. But when the kids are gone, we, I don't know. We don't know what he does. It's a movie. Yeah. So so not only do you have a great environment, but you've got some hookups to get Santa here. That's yeah. That some yeah, we get some reindeer in here and everything, but yeah, <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, it works out for that. So, we're, we're going to be tasting the um, Sour Smith series. The strawberry sour, the black black raspberry sour. Um, what's the story behind that series? Um, well, we wanted to do fruited sours. That's how we're kind of different from other people that do other different sours, because sours actually is a Quite a wide range. Right. There's Brett Sours. And them funky sours. Yeah. Probably not deep right. into yet. Yeah. So there's just just totally different. So and then the fruited sours, which is what we kind of lean to. Okay. And we'll probably eventually branch out to other sours, but right now we're focusing on honing that part. And so that's and then the name Sour Smith, just so you know, we want a name so. We, when you look at the board and you're ordering, you know that that's going to be a sour beer. You don't have to go like, oh, is that one, you know, where's your sours? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know you have, you have a um, barrel age. We do do barrel age. We do a uh, imperial porter and an imperial stout. Mm-hmm. And we alternate between the two every other year. And uh, we age those in uh, 12-year Elijah Craig barrels. Okay. And, you know... Like I told you earlier, Dave, I think 
you know, going back to the product side of things, you see people, even with your love for fruits and sours, mm-hmm. you don't limit it there, you know, you still got the BBAs right. and everything, and I've never seen an Elijah Craig BBA, you know, that's pretty interesting, yeah. you know, what made you guys choose Elijah Craig? Um, actually, it was just kind of by accident, um, <laughs> I called a barrel guy, and that's what he had, Okay. yeah, and I've used other barrels as well, like Four Roses and stuff. But um, the one thing I find out that the longer the bourbon or whiskey sits in the barrel, the better that the um, aged product is. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to like a four-year barrel as a 12-year barrel, you get a much richer, deeper flavor sure. in your yeah. beer. So uh, we just stay with Elijah Craig because it just gives us a, a nice, round bourbon uh, note to, yeah. the, to the beer, yeah. I mean, it's not and then we're not opposed to like other like other ones, but if as long as they're aged that long in the barrel, you know, a long time, ten years or whatever, we just feel like you just get a better flavor out of it because that wood is so impregnated with the, the bourbon. Yeah. And I think it's also important to know. I mean, it sounds like it just has a little bug behind it, but that's silly maniac, gluten free. Sounds like that's been well yeah. received, right? Yeah, so that's our first uh, attempt at uh, doing a gluten-free yeah. beer. We did a small batch, yeah. and it went over really well. Yeah. And uh, we have some friends that are gluten-free, so yeah. we went ahead and uh, we brewed up a batch of it, well, a full batch of it, so that's what we have now, yeah. On tap right now at uh, Craft Beer Cellars mm. in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we'll we go. you got to tell them the next part, because I've been doing that secret at the market. Wait, Sellers downtown? Yeah. That's the best. Sellers downtown house there? Yeah. That's my means. Uh, 506 That's what I'm saying. What was that? Never asked to have a crap beer seller. I did that by me. It's a one, two, five. downtown market, you said. That's my me. Oh. I'm going to sell this all the time, so. We're at seven months right now. Sellers are on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they have the, it's an apricotting creek right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, what would you like your listeners to know about Arch, Arch Light? Arch Light? Now, 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 so. Arch. 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 There's no arch. 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 What's that? The California boy. Yeah, I yeah. Arch. Is it? Light. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. So, funny, we just printed up a. A, uh, a poster for the Oktoberfest. Which is October 6th. October 6th. Archlight, so. Maybe that's what it is. You see, keep <laughs> subliminal messaging in there. So, we, five years in, someone just made the typing error. Yeah. Yeah, we do have an Oktoberfest coming up, though, October 6th. We are having brats made with our Oktoberfest beer. Okay. And uh, we will be serving that. And we have a polka band. And we'll be doing potato pancakes and sauerkraut. And she likes her potato pancakes. Yeah, we will have... Um, uh, uh, sour cream and applesauce to put on here. Yeah, add me and my wife are cooking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's me. You didn't tell me you had to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> We're both foodies. YouTube, oh, YouTube videos. Yeah. YouTube yeah. Videos? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. No, we'd be. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's all yeah, we love the cooking. You guys are you guys are versatile men. Yeah. Well, we love Oktoberfest. I mean, it's sure. all about yeah. beer. It's a great. Uh, yeah, and brat. So. Yeah. So I asked this question to all the brewers. I'm going to start with you, Dave. If I went to your house, what's behind the orange juice? What's behind the Kool-Aid? What's behind the milk? What are you drinking at home? 
I am a unapologetic hophead, so I'm gonna have some hop beers. And uh, I love my sour beers. Yeah. I, I love beers across the board. I mean, I love, I'm drinking a lot of stouts right now. But I am a hophead. That's when, interesting. When it comes to yeah, now I'm from Chicago. Which is, oh, see, that's the shy town. Yeah, it's it's you know, I had my first beer party in 1991. Um, I got burned out of craft beer in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was. Uh, Floyd's that got me back into it. Just oh. those great hoppy beers. So, but with anything, there's ebbs and flows and in, uh, in evolution of an uh, industry. And when people get a little stagnant, new people come along and make it exciting again. Mm-hmm. I was calling like, right now is the third wave. I think that second wave was, mm-hmm. you know, around it was, you know, uh, Founders, Three Floyds around here, Stone, Lagunitas, mm-hmm. and then the third wave is. Taking everything that you know, it's much smaller breweries doing much more niche market stuff, and uh, so I like everything, but I am a hothead. So, so, so your fridge is not but IPAs. In my fridge is probably gonna be a lot of IPAs. Yeah. Any New England style IPAs? Or just oh yeah, I love, I love the New England. So. Do you got a notable one you can throw? I mean, any just kind of IPA. You know, I've been loving Witch's Hat. You know, everything they're doing at IPA, like the the uh, Train Hopper. Every time I see it, the last you know, few months. All right. So. But uh, yeah, I, and, I, and that's not a New England. But I, I have no problem with the New England uh, craze. I, I think it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. What about you, big guy? Uh, PBR and hands. Oh, Peter and Hams is it's uh, really yeah. We have to pause the podcast. A lot of people are surprised about that, but no, I uh, I don't really drink that much at home. But when I do, it's usually with a pizza or something. So I just like a just a simple beer. So yeah, and then uh, you know I was uh, kayaking earlier this year up in Manistee and got picked up some beer. Yeah, and we were uh, at the store. I saw Hams. I'm like, man, I haven't had that in a while. So. <laughs> A thirty pack, right? So it's a good, it's a good beer. You know? So the thirty pack. Yeah. So I brew the IPAs for Dave, and then I brew like we got the Pro Brewers Reserve uh-huh. in October. The lagers, I do, I do uh, tend to like the lagers better. And it's not the hoppiness or anything; it's just I like the beer, the, the flavor sure. style of it. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy an IPA. I'm drinking one right now. Um, I really do like a. Uh, I like them all, actually, but just when you go home and you unwind, sometimes you just want a beer. So, yeah. but I'm telling you right now, these sours, real talk, these sours are grand. They are, yeah. they are grand. The, Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. The, the apricot, apricot, <laughs> apricot, apricot, is awesome. Yeah, and right? what I didn't know, because I guess traditionally I always think of sour beers being low ABVs. Your ABVs are a little bit up there. They are. They sneak up on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I handed the upper apricot over to my significant <laughs> other. Um, but good but you have one, the um, the black the black raspberry is actually low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Well, it just depends on the sugars because uh, Ed brews a base beer for most of them, other than Flanders, it's a brown ale. But the rest of them are a, a wit beer. And you get about a five and a half percent when you're done with the wit. You're right. And then after six months of souring that, he adds the fruit, and it depends on the sugar of the fruit that's going to move. Yeah. I mean, the creek has moved as high as nine and a half percent. So, and there's evaporation as well, so that's raising ABV. But uh, it just depends on the, the fruit of the sugar, and that'll even vary from different you know, fruit you get the same type. Well, hit us up. We're still sitting here at Arc Light Brewing Company. 
you We're having an excellent time. Um, hit us on Facebook. Give us a tweet. I'm going to put some of this stuff on Facebook. You were here. You were here and you got to come down it's, a, it's not even that It's a short drive For Sandra and Marcus Came from Kalamazoo oh, mm-hmm. We came from Grand Rapids It just seemed like 30 minutes It seemed like, it didn't seem yeah. like an hour Cruise control And man The place is awesome You gotta I wanna put some pictures up But the place has like This community feel to it You walk in I feel like I'm at This is The welcome mats on the inside As well as the outside Well we like a beer hall vibe yeah. yeah, we have the big long picnic tables and stuff. Uh, so you get the meat. Yeah. I like that. I was at a coffee shop once. They had a sign up um, that said, uh, uh, no Wi-Fi. Talk to the person next to you. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, we have Wi-Fi here, but it's kind of that's kind of the thing we want is like when you sit down, you'd be surprised who you're sitting down next to and you strike a conversation. Yeah. And this yeah. has happened to me through the years, whether I'm at Bell's or whatever. It's amazing the people that you meet. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, having a share and a beer and everything. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to kind of recreate there. Yeah. Well, it's no definitely TVs. felt. There's no I mean, TVs in here either. Yeah, we don't have TVs. But you walk in the door, and the first thing you see is this beautiful glass, and you see the actual, what are they called? Yeah, the bright tanks and yeah, the, the fermenters, the yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. It definitely has a DIY feel to it, that's the budget we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, somebody asked my brother, I said, why don't you have TVs? And he goes, you ever see one in a winery? No. So it's kind no. of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No. We don't want people, like, staring there and watching TV. And so we want, we want a very, like, a community vibe. Social. Social. Yeah, and our, and our yeah. regulars, a lot of regulars who become good friends. Yeah. Met here and, mm-hmm. and they just talk to each other. Yeah. So I'm going to ask my, uh, my millennial crew here, do you expect to see a TV in brewing? Are you, are you like to be able to talk to someone? Because you guys are the high-tech generation. Uh, uh, the, the, the times, Marcus and I, we don't go out there. You know, we don't go out there often, do we? I want to tell you to pitch out like that, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, my, like my goal my friends, like, more times than not, we're having conversations, we're talking about, we're, we're actually talking. Yeah. I don't, uh, unless, like, if, I, if, my, if my sports are on TV, I'm at home. Otherwise, I'm, I'm out, if I'm out with my friends, I'm trying to, Invested to my friends. Right. Okay. Yeah. If I go to a brewery, it's for the beer. You know, I mean, there are places I like as a venue, but like, if I don't think that's the best beer, but if it's a nice day, that can be a place I'd like to go for the person I'm meeting in the mm-hmm. circumstance. And then there are places you go, you know, it's a nice um, venue, but you know, it's just good beer. If I want to watch a game or something, I'm seeking out a sports. Beer. Right. Exactly. I think it's just kind of silly to think, oh, I wanted to go to this brewery to watch the game, right. but they didn't have anything. You know. And I think, I mean. Not just this place, but in general, beer is so community. You know, I'll use that word again because just like you said, I bonded over so many people over yeah. good beer. You have so many similar experiences, and that's what should be had. I mean, it's counterintuitive to want to go out, so, like, go out somewhere amongst people and like have something distract you. <laughs> the very few right, 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 exactly. So, yeah. You want to be in a social environment, then, <laughs> but you want to be isolated. Yeah. It, it doesn't I mean, work. I think jobs these days are isolating. The fact that everyone's on a computer, everyone's. Yeah. Doing their yeah. job that way, jobs are less communal than they used if to be. If so you want to isolate yourself, buy our beer and go home with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I like that. We do have food trucks on the weekends. Oh, okay. Usually Friday and Saturday. We have one right now. Is that barbecue? Yeah, Lars Barbecue. Yep, it's here today. And uh, Brad, uh, Brad handles all that. He does a great job um, scheduling the food trucks for the weekends. So we're on we, uh, BYOF. So yeah, got a few pizza places that'll deliver. Great taco place across the street, mm-hmm. um, but you, you have to pick up from them. But fantastic, they could be in any little Chicago neighborhood, and they would be great. 
yeah. a real authentic. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of reinforces that. Any place we've seen that BYOF has been so well received, you know. Yeah. It's kind of cool because people... It goes back to the community. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So. People bend over backwards to have, like, a good kitchen, but yeah. the actuality is, right. like, we want you to come and bring our product here. Yeah. People enjoy that they can do that. Yep. Yeah. As opposed to, like, what can I can or can I not, or is there a pressure to order something? And, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. awesome. I definitely would like to come in here. We'll come back on a day, you know, where everything's yeah. coming back. We, we appreciate you guys um, for having us today. On the topic, when we come back, we take a break. The topic is going to be Marcus. How to build your brand. How to build your, your brand. brand. Um, we're going to talk about, from the enthusiast side, the consumer side, you guys are welcome to stay. I, I would love you guys to stay. I want to get your point of view on brand building. Okay. And once again, hit us on Facebook, give us a tweet, Instagram us. Arclight Brewing Company are doing big things. Um, that's what we'll talk. So welcome back on the inside, we're outside. People are nice. It's such a grant. And we'll take a break and we'll be back in a little bit. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Everybody, we are back sitting here at Arc Life Brewing Company, located at 544 Main Street, Waterville, Michigan, and we're having a grand time. They're doing grown man beer making here. I'm planning my next trip back in my head. Man, I'm telling tomorrow. Come on, sour beers on point. Um, even their non-sour beers are just as good. So I'm, we're going to jump right into it. Give us some Facebook. Give us a tweet. Instagram us. Let us know how good we're doing, how bad we're doing. And we're still sitting here with Dave and Ed. And I, I'm going to let Marcus take over. We're going to talk, talk about branding. Branding for breweries. And as enthusiasts, that's what we are. That's what the podcast is. We're fans. We're enthusiasts of beer. How do we, how do we look at it from our point of view? What do you think about that, well, I mean, well, this is the time when you would say the beer is flowing. I think that's... The beer is still flowing, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, you know, just going to some digging and research, we kind of came across that topic. Uh, each brewery is, you know, unique in their own right, how they brand themselves. Uh, Why are you a brewery? Are you doing it for, I mean, a business venture of wanting to just launch something bigger, a place to hang out, just to have something in your city? Do what you love more or less. So, found that's kind of different forever, you know, as far as through the packaging, the location, how you design it, you know, all the little, um, all the little intricacies that we've seen here today. But, I mean, Ed Day, I'm sure you guys can speak on it. This is actually really cool for doing this topic, because just being here, I can't think of a better place that serves as an example for that, because everything around your brewery has some sort of story tied to it. It's, it's meticulously planned, and there are things I wouldn't have known if it was not without asking you or Dave and having the conversation. And I think that's a really cool thing because a lot of times people don't have a chance to do that. You know, very rarely are you going to see, I shouldn't say rarely, but it's not as often you see an owner, you know, always in and just hanging out, let alone have the opportunity to just, you know, poke a few questions and kind of just find out cool things like that. So I think it really just ties back to the bigger picture. And just, you know, why you started and everything. So, I guess, you know, if you could just kind of tell us, you know, as you, you know, have done in the previous segment, when you guys kind of just came to agreeing to create a brewery here in Waterloo, I guess, like, what was, like, what did you really want to see from What did you guys really just want to have that people would realize and just kind of, like, you can hang your head on 
Dave? Um, <laughs> I think we were in that category of just want to have our own place to hang out. And like I said, this is where I came to vacation. And uh, being here both in Chicago, we love, you know, we love this, this town. So we wanted to be here. And we wanted to have a brewery. But, you know, as we grew, obviously we wanted to do more with the sour Marketing has always been word of mouth. Sure. Um, you get a lot of advice when you open a business. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, billboards, that kind of stuff. I just didn't think it was for us. I think the, the, the beer community is word of mouth. Um, these that are in the community are just, they talk to each other, they love something. They are your best, uh, your best promoters. Trying it, being enthusiastic, and that builds on itself. Um, we've done pretty much all our promotions through Facebook. Okay. Um, it's amazing. We'll get you know 2,000 views in the first hour. Of, you know, any kind of uh, thing we put on Facebook. So we've definitely gone the organic route in terms of marketing and word of mouth and let the product speak for itself. Okay. So I would say, as a consumer of craft beer. I, I'm kind of torn because I'm always inundated by the big domesticated beers with commercial, commercial, commercials, buy this beer. But when I go to the crafting beer, I go to them because I know I'm getting ingredients. I know I'm getting authentic, authenticity. Um, I'm not being forced on just because of a, a name or a, a good catchy phrase, a commercial. Right. I go to get craft beer because I know that craft beer has good ingredients. They're not cheating me on something. I can drink that and know it's, it's, it's coming from local. So I know everyone else is, it's also, it's a chain of command, so to speak. You get it from the farmer, it from the birds, all the greens come from local around. But I'm the old guy. You guys are millennials. millennials. What, what draws you in? Is the brand? Did that draw you in, G? Like if you said earlier, certain titles, or how things look, yeah, like, bring you in. To me, like, for, like, for most beers I have, I know what it should taste like, or especially beers I've had before. But if I go like, into a store, like, like I said earlier, if, I'm, like, if I came in here, I see how like, they, actually, they actually care about the, the specific names of their beers and how, how it presents itself. So that was really cool to me. Or just like, um, so even when it comes to domestic beers, uh, Budweiser came out with a, uh, a Red Reserve, was it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm military. I thought it was pretty cool because they had military people. So, like, the stuff like that, like, I look at, too. Like, when I go into a store, I really like the way you present it. I mean, like, I would like for your product to pop out to me and not just be bland. You know? so, yeah, and that's for the colors, the packaging. But, I mean, I kind of look at what's on tap. What does the place mean? You know, like, you guys, like... You love fruit, you love sour, you just start making incredible sour beer. That's a cool thing that's unique to you guys individual. You know, you make your mom head that many showing some of the beer that you know. It just very like strange of how it's uniquely tailored to you guys. I like seeing that more so. I mean going into a place and saying, Well, we know we want to be a brewery, we know we want to have a sour because people like sour. And an IPA and just want to be but it has no deeper kind of meaning. So I think how it's made, how it's made. And I mean, even this um, 
PBR, you know, like it just emphasizes like the good quality of the Pro Brewers Reserve. Yeah. Pro Brewers Reserve. American Lager. There was a mention of it earlier. And that's what Ed meant when he said he had that in his fridge. He was referring to uh, this. But that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not that blue ribbon. You had the uh, reserve. <laughs> no. Yes. Same thing. Almost the other. See? Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's. I think that's something that's really intangible. I think, I mean, there are things that people may not know about this place that you put in. People right. may not know that you travel to various places in Denver, California, and pick those things. That to me is what makes craft beer so special. Product, yeah, there's a story like behind everything. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason for that fan. Exactly. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a story behind everything. That's what's kind of cool. And if you're visiting a brewery, you should talk to the people there and find out yeah. like why do they do you know why do they do certain things. I bet you'd be surprised by the answer. And it's, you know, makes it genuine and really interesting. So did the, I think that's been part of the success of my small bunch of breweries all over the country is the owners are there all the time and the regulars talk to them. And, we're all part of the business. What I say, our regulars say, hey, Dave, we got the tables out back uh, area left, but uh, Kurt, they're all bowling alley and, you know, lanes, and you brought them in to, hey, you want to make tables out of these? Sure. So it's a combination of your regulars and your, you, know, you doing a business from the ground up. It creates a little community amongst everybody, and everyone's invested. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'll tell you firsthand, it gives you a different appreciation for it. I mean, like, um, really. I mean, you got this big, cool, I walk in, there's this huge bar. Take it a step further. You made that bar. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like, oh, yeah, we God, made the bar, and we made it so long. And the reason is because, like I was telling you guys earlier, is visit a lot of uh, breweries, sure. and they always had uh, the bars were kind of small. But everybody loves sitting at a bar. So we had the opportunity to do a 50-foot bar, so we did. And uh, it usually fills up. It's the first thing that fills up. And the footstool, mind you, is a railroad. Yeah, it's a railroad track. Yeah. Railroad track. Yeah. I didn't even, it didn't, it brought to my attention. I didn't really put my, that itself was awesome. Yeah. So that goes back to the, your brand. The beer is first and last with you. Mm-hmm. You guys just seem like it, I answer it. When you put it together, would you thinking we're going to do our brand and we're going to do the beer? Or would it be a collaboration of both at the same time? And, and the bar stools, that's Dave's idea, and he wanted to do old bar stools, and we picked them up through Craigslist or whatever uh-huh. as we were doing the build out. And so these are old bar stools, and they're all different, colors. different colors and what have you. So I like that. It's really rustic. Yeah. I like that. So, so Sam asked you, Sandra. Oh boy. Since you're, you're new to the craft beer world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what draws you in? Is it the bottle, how the bottle's labeled, the name of the beer, besides the good quality taste? And you still new, so what? Yeah, yeah. We'll get your juices going. I'm gonna try that. Well, thanks for calling me out, Evan. Um, I no am, problem. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, so when we were, well, we were in the car last weekend talking about this trip, and I was a lot. I was really curious about how it's made, and um, and you went into in depth on that process. So I feel like I could become a brewer now. Um, <laughs> get that water right, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think what. So, and I honestly, I tasted every, not every single one, but all of the ones that I've tasted, there's been some form of consistency, and I haven't run into one that I don't like. 
Um, and so to me, that's that's huge because I've been to a ton of breweries since Danny Marcus, and there's been some that I've tried and I'm like, yuck, that's nasty. When we go here, I'm only going to get this, and that's it, nothing else. Um, and I can say with the confidence that I can come here and try anything and have it be excellent. Um, and so whether that's the great water you got going on here or just your mastermind <laughs> plan between the Dave Nash and Ed over here. No, but, I, I, I describe Ed's peers as balance. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what style, if he's doing a cream ale or a lager, stout, sour, or IPA, they're balanced. Yeah. I mean, he's thinking about the full flavor profile, not just you know, hitting it in with that big flavor, whether it's fruit or hops. It's, it's the backbone of the barley's and the barley and balance is my always term I use. Absolutely. I mean, so, and someone who's new to all of it, I mean, it's slightly intimidating when you're around a whole bunch of people that know what they're doing and are drinking it and they're fine with it. But, yeah, this is, it's excellent. So, that's that's huge for me being new and not... Thank you. And, and too, I mean, everyone can have a preference in terms of they like IPAs, they like lotteries. Mm-hmm. I don't even know all the other ones, but there are the other ones. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone's too many. Different. I don't know. Yeah, everyone's palate is different. Yeah. Like, so when you say you, you didn't you like that one... I learned, yeah. I learned over the course that I'm mean, not like that really that much. This might not be my palate. Right. You know, what I like and someone else may be two different answers. One is right or wrong. It may not be my palate. But that's a good segue into we're gonna we're gonna rate three of ArcLight's brewing companies sour beer, the Sour Smith series. Yeah, and I mean this is fruit galore. You can you can't deny the wrong. You may like sours, fruit in general. We don't, we don't even drink beer. Consider it if you have a fruit. You can just yeah. If you need your fruit and tank, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah. We're going to start with the um, black raspberry. Okay. It just looks like happiness to me. It looks like it came out straight from a juicer. Oh, yeah. It is, it is a beautiful color. <laughs> it is a beautiful color. Yeah, I really like the head color. The head's color is really nice. It, it looks like a raspberry. It's It's not really that tart, but it's, it's full of... Happiness. The aroma, the aroma is good. You can taste, you definitely taste the raspberry. And I like the way, like you said, the head on is nice. You said this one's the one you you use actual fruit. Yeah, we use uh, actual black raspberries in that. And um, our our sours are very fruit forward. In fact, every fruit beer that we do, we do a cherry with, a peach with. We we want to make sure that when you, if we call fruit out in it, that when you taste it, you can, yeah. Because sometimes you have a beer and it's like they call it whatever, and then you taste it, it's like you got to search for the flavor, and then I don't, you know, like a raspberry ale or whatever. Ain't no such Yeah, yeah. We want to make sure when you have this. In the middle, in the back. Yeah. I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Because that's how good it is. Now, that's a 10, and let me tell you why. <laughs> when you drink a beer like that, there's been so many beers that have a sweet profile, and it just isn't right. You know? yeah. If you have like an ale that has some sort of sweetness, it's just not right. The consistency and balance of that, it's not overwhelming. It's tart, it's everything you want in the sour, but it's not too sugary. You, like, even with feeling the tartness, you feel the balance of the beer. Like, um... I'm sure you're familiar with like a friend boy. You know, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, right. Like even the balance of something like that is just more I don't it's just more fluid. You know? And it's like 
you wouldn't even know the ABV. Right. It was a four and a half, yeah. four and a half. Yeah. So I think for that, it's, it's, it's a real good one. Was it the what? That's a 10. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. It's the first one I had when I walked in here. I was like, so what do you think, Sam? Who would you rate? Oh, it's a 10. <laughs> All of these. I'm not kidding. I have never, I have never been more pleased in my entire life. I can't stand Marcus, man. That's not, he was going to Because he knows, he knows all the goods he got to say. No, so, based on because of how I feel about these two right here. Which are what? This is strawberry and this is apple. This one is That's a cherry. Cherry. Right. Greek. Greek or cherry? Greek. Yeah. yeah. So, Based off of how I feel about these two, for that I'm gonna say like like an 8.2. That's fair. And this, but here's my only thing. But my only thing about this is that between all of them, I like all of them. If someone asked me out of all these, which one should I try first? I would say, oh, go ahead, go ahead and get that one. Sure, yeah. Get the yeah, raspberry, get the black raspberry. Because of the simple fact that it's balanced. And if someone's new to it, it's good to start out with. But it doesn't lack in anything. No. I'm just giving kind of because of what I'm about to say about the strawberry. <laughs> so, okay. Strawberry. I'm giving myself context. What? You and strawberry next. So here yeah. we go. And you, you provide your rationale. Yeah. Oh, it's not a rationale. It's a complete fact. Okay. Yeah. So here's the facts on the strawberry. This is strawberry and that's a cream. That's a cream. So what do you think, G, on the strawberry? Yeah, since I, I already know what I have to say about it. Um, that's a complete 10. Uh, no, no, I, I stopped saying 10. What did I say? Uh, growler. Oh, it's a growler? It's a growler. <laughs> no, I get like, like It's just the fact. Right, so I'll, I'll explain to you, but it was the fact that when I first started drinking sours, I really liked some tart taste. Like, if it doesn't have fruit in it or I can't taste it, it doesn't matter to me. But it was the fact that after it, right about here, I could taste just all the strawberry flavor. <laughs> and it, it was just a very soothing end to it. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that's, and I, I love strawberries. I actually had organic strawberries for the first time a few days ago. So maybe I'm just like on a craze right now. But no, that that's, that's good. Okay. Like a strawberry shortcake and just drizzle on it a little bit. What do you think of the strawberry? I liked what? it. I actually, like, as Garrison was talking, like, I, yeah, the strawberry is still there. It's yeah. great. It's smooth, crisp. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Excellent. I'm giving that one a, I'm giving that one a nine, and here's why. It's not to say it's a ten. I don't want our viewers to think I'm getting too carried away here. I mean, these are as delicious as they seem. <laughs> the only thing that differs here is one being more approachable than the other. That's the only thing, you know, because just as you said, you would probably rate all these highly as you should, but you're going to recommend someone that has a cherry, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me, the um, black cherry. Just black as some, raspberry. Black raspberry, excuse me. Um, just as something to transition into. So for that reason, I mean, I'd give it a nine, but I mean, once again, that one is either more tart, but it's not overwhelming. No. I mean, you want the ABV on the, on the strawberry. The strawberry's about, uh, about eight and a half. And that one in the... Five point two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, you guys are very proud of that. It's the creek. Like, I'm not sure you are. Like, very proud of that. Yeah, I, I, I actually strawberry batch out really well. The creek is the most traditional... Creek sour. So creek is like the most, yeah. That's another ten for me. Let's bump that back up to ten. I don't know if I have this one. This one is the one. I mean, it sits there. 
but it's a style shit. series excellent um and we thank you for having us yeah. we appreciate your time and effort and appreciate don't coming no we don't just give tens out like that no, no. that's four main street right off the highway keep it straight left hand side you won't Can't miss it, miss it. you won't miss it it's good we drove up to here and then when we came here by like christmas so you know you, you, you get a gift wrap you get a gift that's wrapped up and you really like you see the gift i'm like okay it's cool then you, you, you open the gift up, you're like, holy crap, it looks nice. And it looks yeah, really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Retweet yeah, on that one. So, we're going to hold our drinks up. As always. Like, as always. Give us on it, John. Find your beer. Cheers. Drink it. Cheers. Drink responsibly. Of course.